Welcome in, ladies and gentlemen. How is everybody? My name is Brad LaPlante. Griff, how the frick are you on this beautiful, wonderful Wednesday night? How are you? Dude, I'm good. Red yeah. Wings hockey is on for like the first time in a week. Cause... Avalanche, right? Yeah, I don't know why they had... The schedule got really weird because of COVID issues in December. Yeah. So, I, I don't know if that's what's causing these this weird thing to be happening. But, yeah, they have, like, they do not have a Because, like, the Red Wings were, like, really far ahead in games played compared to everyone else. Yeah. And then now it's, like, they're playing, like, one game a week for, like, the next two weeks. Which I hate. Give me more hockey, please. <laughs> but... It is what it is. So, but no, I'm good. Uh, Great, Griff. So, so far too, real so. quick, I wanted to start off actually with something new, something new and different uh, than we usually do. Okay. Okay. Um, I want to do some story time. All right. So, Griff, while I work on something, uh, real quick to to cough something up. Um, what, what, tell me, and I'm going to, I'm going to follow with a story. All right. But tell me something that happened to you in the last week that you were happy about. What do you got? Best story. You got to come up with a story. Oh, this is way out of left. This isn't on the show. This is, come on. This is, oh, come on. You can't improvise. Oh my goodness. What are we going to do with okay, you? Something what are we going to do with you? In the last week? Yeah. I would say um, something good that happened to me in the last week. I mean, there's lots of little things. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I got to see some friends on Saturday I haven't seen in a while. Uh, I got to watch Shea Patterson, the Shavier, get drafted <laughs> first overall. Just yeah, he like is. He for all the, the people who said he was not a first-round pick, he is a first-round draft pick. Not only a first rounder, a first overall. <laughs> yeah. So one of one of um, I, I would say I would say the good thing that's happened to me this week. Yeah. Uh, actually, it happened today here. Uh-huh. Actually, uh, give proof. So uh, I work for an engineering company. Um, we do a lot of different. We have do motorsport. We do mobility stuff. We do defense. And on our most recent. The defense project I'm on, uh, without saying too much, because uh, not to toot my own horn here, but it is like I can't actually talk about everything in super big detail. We'll just say it's a big military vehicle, a combat vehicle, right? That's all like that's generic enough, right? We had a big build last week to get everything up and ready uh, for it to go out. Uh, so it was two weeks ago we built it up. And for the vehicle to go out to a testing range last week and uh, had worked a lot of long days. I was almost late to this show two weeks ago because of it. And um, yeah, but because of that, um, you know, worked a lot of long days, put a lot of hours in to get it all done. And because of that, my uh, manager, uh, my boss, gave me a $25 Chili's gift card uh out of his own pocket like this wasn't like the company being like here's a gift card for where he he uh, with his own money because he appreciated the work i did bought me a uh got me a, a gift card to it's like a few different restaurants you can use that but basically it, 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 
it was for like chilies and on the border and it's like hey, go get yourself a couple margaritas and i'm like oh fuck yeah dude so that that, that kind of made my week this week i was already having actually a really good day and then that happened so i'm kind of i'm on cloud nine right now brett that's awesome you know <laughs> i i really i enjoy that for you um yeah i know it's it's hard to have two jobs isn't it it, it really is um while you let i'll, I'll give mine now all right. So while okay. you were doing your engineering stuff and, and all that and whatnot, um, I uh, was on a podcast yesterday again. Um, if you recall, the Michigan Hockey Hub, Michigan State Hockey Hub, should say, uh, Clay and I had uh, done one again. He was looking for you know someone else to be on, and I was like, you know, listen, if you can't find another guest, I will. Go on and talk about Michigan State hockey, unfortunately, once again. And we did that, and it was uh, it was pretty good. Um, we talked about Penn State coming up this week uh, for Michigan State. Uh, Michigan State's obviously on a 12-game uh, losing streak. We'll get into a little bit about that in a moment. Um, you know, the interesting because the interesting thing really is is that Penn State is also on like a sort of a losing streak well yeah i mean you could say that penn state is an interesting team though and i don't want to like break down college hockey right now but um penn state's like hard like when you watch them like they're not like a terrible team and at least that's when when i watched them play michigan state back in like december i think is when they played them and when I watched that game, like, they didn't seem like they were, like, making mistakes, like, falling off the puck. Like, they looked like kind of a competent team in Michigan State. You know, they don't have some, like, great – they're not a great team. But, you know, Penn State was making it hard on them. And so I, I, I just expected, I guess, more from Penn State. Penn State, though, is on a five-game losing streak. So it'll, it'll be interesting. If you want to watch any college hockey this weekend, um, it'd be something to, interesting to watch um, because – Michigan State and Penn State are like the worst teams in the Big Ten, right? So like, if you want to watch the worst of the Big Ten, you know it's kind of like the 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 opposite of what you would say would be the all Big Ten team. You'd be like the not all Big Ten team, mm-hmm. if uh, if that's uh, if that helps you out. But I don't know, man. It is it is rough to watch a team lose this many games in a row. And they haven't won in 2022 yet, so uh, that's you know that's neither here nor there. So, um, Griff. So yes. remember, remember, do you remember? Um, remember when uh, we had when we were young? Yes. Do you remember? Uh, zero. Um, so we remember when we did. This, uh, what do we do? We put a countdown on the on the thing. We were like, "Listen, we're gonna we're gonna br- do a blitz segment." This is another. Yeah, you, you made me answer a bunch of really difficult questions without giving me any time to answer it. That was <laughs> yeah. really rude of you. I recall. Yeah, that thing. <laughs> yes, exactly. Um, I did do that. I am so sorry. Um, but today we're gonna do something a little bit different. All right. Okay. So if yep. I recall, this is a song that I'm going to play on repeat. All right. No, that's not the song. No, that's not the song. Well, I will, let's just put the let's just put the timer on the thing. Okay, let's just put the the timer is on the screen. Um 
I'm gonna move it if that's uh, if actually I can't move it, but that's that's okay. All right, so let's put the timer on the screen. Timer set at five five minutes. All right, five buckaroos. All right. Now we're gonna ask or answer a bunch of a uh, bunch of questions. All right. Some of them pertain to the NFL. Some of them pertain to not the NFL. And some of them are just here to. Uh, Oops, let's not do that. I am accidentally just pushing buttons. Here, let's push this one instead. Perfect. There you go. There you go, ladies and gentlemen. Let's do it. Last week in five minutes. Let's go. Um, first question. How do I play it? How do I hit the play button? Is it going down? Is it counting down? No? Dude, I don't know how to work this software. It's been a, it's been a rough couple of days, Greg. That's just like... <laughs> All right. right. About, All right. Let's do it. Like... Let's let's hit. Let's put it there. Let's put it right there, and go. All right, Griff. Should Juwan Howard be fired? No. Uh, you don't think he should suspension... be fired? No, I think the suspension should have gone through the entirety of this season. Like he shouldn't. If they make the tourney, they shouldn't. He shouldn't get to coach in the tourney. But right. fired? No, because sports has always been that weird world where you can get away with shit that you can't get away with anywhere else. Uh, I've seen crazier things happen in other sports, and I know college basketball is different than pros, but we've seen crazier things happen. I don't think you should be fired. The suspension, I think, is okay. It should be more severe if it comes to it, though. Hmm. Interesting. All right, Griff. My turn. Brad, who wins this the Big Ten in hockey, Michigan or Minnesota? Yes, I started off with college hockey. I had to. Um, I got to say Minnesota because Minnesota's got the easier team. So this weekend, Michigan has probably the most important uh, series of the season, and they play Notre Dame. Minnesota plays Wisconsin. Um, Wisconsin, not, not a great team. They can give some fight, but Minnesota's obviously better. Um, and again, like, I don't know who's going to win the, the tournament, the big 10 tournament, but regular season wise, give me Minnesota. <clears throat> Shea Patterson to the Michigan Panthers. Good or bad? Dude, I don't fucking know. It's the <laughs> USFL. We don't know anything like he did really well in college against really bad opponents. So yeah. in theory, he should thrive here as well. You know, <laughs> like. Shay was never the savior, so in theory he should do decent. Right. I do think he'll do well. We'll see how compared to the other Jeff quarterbacks. Fisher coaches, they got Paxton Lynch, which he's a former NFL quarterback, which is crazy. Right. Uh, yes, we're talking about USFL. No, it'll be interesting. I'm very curious to see how this whole USFL experiment plays out. Um, hey, man, it's more football. I won't complain. I just hope it. it the biggest thing is they need the quality to be decent. Right. Like sustained, decent football. It's not going to be pro, but it needs to be exciting like college, I think. That's exactly. their key to success. All right, Brad. Is there going to be a baseball season this year? No, absolutely not. I think that people are way too – I follow way too many people who care about baseball, and everyone is optimistic, and I just uh, – it is the optimism frightens me, and I'm generally an optimistic person, but it is not – not looking that way based on what Rob Manfred is, based on who the owners are. It is not uh, not looking great. Griff, will Tom Brady come out of retirement? Some are saying he might go to the 49ers. God, maybe. Because here's the Brady's know. weird like that. 
but I feel like if he's gonna retire, like he he's always been the one to say, I'm coming back next year. I'm doing this, I'm doing this. He kind of sticks typically, which is what I thought. Uh, you know, I feel like he'd stay. I'm gonna lean no for now, but I wouldn't be surprised if he did. Brad, over under 91 wins for the New York uh, baseball Mets if there's a season this year. So I said that actually I was asked this question on the uh, Michigan State Hockey Hub at the end, very end of the episode, uh, just as a general. And I went with under. And I don't know that that was a good pick because, but I'm still going to go with it because it's the New York Mets. But um, the division that the Mets are in, not looking good. So I don't know, even though the Braves just came out and won the World Series, I still think that there's a lot of opportunity for the Mets. Don't know that they win. Oh, yeah. You can have one good team in a division and and, and the, right. the other three are shit, then you're still right. in a good You're still spot over 90 point. wins. Right, exactly. Yep. All right, who, uh, who starts week one of Michigan season? J.J. McCarthy or Cade McNamara? J.J. McCarthy because Harbaugh is going to be too afraid to lose him. Whether... Uh, at least I think, you know, I just, is it possible they have a true QB battle? Maybe. And I just feel like, you know, JJ's supposed to be the next guy. Harbaugh's never had the quarterback. You know, he's never, he's supposed to be the quarterback whisperer and he never did it. So I think he's going to go with JJ to prove, Hey, I got a guy. So that I think, I think JJ for that reason, Brad, what's Aaron Rodgers going to do this off season other than take really weird, uh, cleanses where he like sticks enemas up his butthole. So, um, probably spread vaccine, uh, misinformation on Pat McAfee's podcast. Also probably stay in green Bay because why else, you know, I don't know where else would he go? You don't think he, I think it's either that or he'll retire, but I don't think, I think, I, yeah, I, th- I think he stays if he, I, and I don't think he's not going to play. Um, Griff, one more question. Uh, will Detroit have three rookie of the year players across hockey, basketball, and baseball? So if there is a season, it's very well possible. I just don't think there will because hockey, Cider should win it, but he might not because the league, one, doesn't like Detroit, and two, loves Trevor Zegras, so he might not win. Basketball, Cade very well, again, could win it. He's probably going, he very well uh, probably is going to, he's going to be in the top two, just like cider will finish second if he doesn't win it. Uh, and then, you know, baseball, it's like, Hey, if, if green and Torkelson play at the beginning of this year, which they absolutely should. And I really hope the whole service time agreement with the MLB gets kind of squared away because I'm really tired of guys not being brought up when they're ready because they're trying to manipulate service time, different, different rant. <laughs> but if they get brought up to be in the season, I actually think Riley Green would be the more likely candidate just because I think his all-around game, I think, would be better. But I totally think it would be possible that like Detroit could have all three. Do I think they'll hit the triple threat? No. I think, on like I said, I think one of them either gets snubbed or you know maybe Green doesn't live up to expectations. So, and I want to build it's off... Of- we, can have that, we can have that conversation. It's been a while since we've been able to say that in Detroit. Well, so... <sighs> And it's and it's hard, and I'm not 100% familiar with like the rookies on like other teams, especially those that are making their debuts. Um, I mean, I'm talking specifically in baseball. Like, you could very well see Mo Sider win the Calder in the NHL, and and that's the thing. Like, I'm like, who else other than him? Like, I mean. 
Trevor Zegris because he is having a very good yeah. year. It's just yeah, it's hard. And to that's um, right, and that's the thing in baseball though. And again, I I guess like I'm more familiar with baseball in the MLB, but I feel like it's very hard to win Rookie of the Year in the MLB unless you have like something specific about you that is just so stand out. Um, something else that's interesting, I don't know for sure, but Wander Franco is, I'm pretty sure he's, he's still eligible to be like consideration for rookie of the year. Yeah. Cause he came up halfway through the season and yeah, that's right. Well, and exactly. And like Jonathan India won it last season in the national league. Um, Hey Brad, this is supposed to be a quick segment. It was, it was, it was. Listen, I'm building off of this. I am building off of this. I, it's just, I guess it's just, my point is, it's just harder to see. It's just harder to see things like that in baseball than, uh, so I don't, but. Yeah. Um, anyway, Brad, hey, what's it like watching a hockey team that loses 12 straight games? Well, we're out of like, time, Griff. We're bad- out of time. We're out of time. Did you see the, the time? The timer is gone. But. Um, 12 straight losses. I did want to touch on that because I hate it. I, and it's not even, it's, it's not even like the fact that they like lost these, these games. It's, I guess it's just, it's disappointing because when you're covering a team, you want it to be exciting. Like you want them to be good. Because it's, you know, it's just, it's more exciting to write that way. Um, But Michigan State's hockey team has not, like, it's like they have given up. And when you're covering a sport that does not make, it's it's technically not considered a revenue sport, right? So the, the university doesn't really have any incentive to make it better. And so when you're like, it's hard, you can't really be that critical of the team because like, who cares? You know what I mean? Like, it's not like there's any monetary incentive. Yeah. Whereas like football is, you know, the moneymaker, or if you have like a very niche thing that your school has been good at for a long time, like Michigan's woman field hockey team has won like 20 national titles because they're like the Alabama of fucking field hockey. (laughs) Well, and it, well, and right. And for Michigan state, it's going to come down to a a number of things because like one of them is going to be with how seriously do they take the hockey program? Do they want to be like Michigan, like Western Michigan? Do they want to do those things? Whereas it's not, like there, there's just no incentive, and it's it's um it just depends, but it's frustrating. Yep. Definitely, could be 14 games this weekend. Um, Griff, will <laughs> University of Michigan get their act together? With so the for those who department? don't know, the couple months, six months that the U of M athletic department has had, Doctor Anderson case, yeah, Bo Schembechler revealed to be a complete scumbag. Mm-hmm. Statue still not taken down. Your, uh, your, you know, longtime play-by-play radio announcer, uh, whose name is slipping my mind. Uh, God, I know, I know who you're talking about. Why am I? Anyway, he, uh, you know, <laughs> victim bl- shames the one thousand people that came up against Doctor Anderson and says, "Oh, Bo wouldn't have hidden it." <laughs> 
Well, and it's 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 uh, and they're the, those types of people oh, though too. And and there's more. Uh, you you get your shit pushed in by Georgia in the college football playoff. Jim Harbaugh publicly shows he has no interest in coaching this team anymore, and the and the only reason he's back is because he couldn't get a gig in the NFL. The, this isn't really the athletic department, but the president of the university gets caught uh, having relations with a subordinate, a younger woman who worked in his office, and they fired him. Oh, wait, he's a professor now at the university, a tenured professor. So that's real great, real way to stand up for your values of, you know, making women feel safe and respecting those kind of power balances. Well, oh, you know what the they Michigan say. The hockey team is being investigated for... Uh, player intimidation and COVID nineteen uh, mani- uh, res- restriction manipulation. You know what they say: so, hail to the victor. And then Juwan Howard punches a guy on TV. Uh, not a great couple months for your program. Meanwhile, we can't find uh, what whoever what's the AD's name? Oh my God, my memory is killing me today. Michigan athletic director. It's uh, Ward Manuel. I literally have, got it before I even finished typing it. Yeah, Ward Manuel uh, has just died apparently because other than the Juwan thing, we haven't heard from him on like anything. And it's mind-boggling to me. So, yeah, uh, I don't – they'll probably clean things up. But God damn it, take the fucking bow statue down. I can't believe it's still up. Yeah, and – and... was this oh, – yeah. No, go ahead. You go what's ahead. The, what's the ceiling look like for Tigers baseball this year if they if they play? Obviously. So, the, I mean, it's hard to say. Like, and I know you want this to be quick, but it's you can dive. It, go ahead. Well, here's so I'm trying to see. It. I want to see who like who their rosters got like. Uh, well, I guess it wouldn't say because this is you can't view it on MLB.com. Um, so Here, here's what you need to know. Yeah, Torkelson, Green, probably honestly both should probably start at the start of the year. Akil Badu hopefully keeps up his very promising rookie year. Right. Miguel Cabrera, which isn't an upside, but he's going to start. He's going to DH a lot. Right. Um, a bunch, Candelario, a bunch of other role guys. You have Casey Mize. You have um, who's the other guy that they brought up way too quickly? Because even when he had a terrible ERA, Matt Manning. Matt Manning, uh, Tariq Skubal. Like that's kind of what you're looking at this year. So like, well, okay. So I I like? found I did find get out of the are they. Well, they have less than 100 losses. So, yeah. And will they have less than 100? You're raising the bar well, yeah, way they... too high. Or well, less they, than 100 losses than 100 or wins? I said losses. I should say, let's say, will they get to 60 wins this year? Yeah, sure. Um, I mean, it's... it's... To, I think they can get to 80. So... In my opinion, 2022 was sort of an anomaly for the Tigers, right? I mean, 2021, sorry. 2021 was sort of an anomaly in a way. 
for me because like yeah the the team was exciting to watch right like like that was fun that was exciting cool but like they're like the do Red i Wings think that year. jonathan scope will win a world series as a starter no not when he's the be the highest the most contributing player on the team not a chance so like no right the the issue with the tigers is that they're still too young to to do anything like the the best team in the division no the division's not great like the white Sox are like the only team who actually have a team together um the guardians aren't anywhere the uh the royals fuck the, the royals haven't been great since they uh won the world series in 2015 against the mets um the I mean, ironically, the Mets haven't been good since then either. But um, who's the other team that I'm forgetting? So the Tigers, the White Sox, the Guardians, the Royals, and that's it, right? No, there's one more. Yep. That's it? Say it again. The, the Guardians, the White Sox, the, the Tigers, and the Royals. Twins. And the Twins. Right, way up north, way up north. So, anyway, my point, though, is that they're still way too young. Like, they're still, like, even if you bring up Torkelson, even though you, even if you bring up Green, and the power is there, where's the pitching? Where's, I mean, what do they got to do there? You know what I mean? Like, they got Javier Baez. That's great. Um, Akil Badu has been, has been good. Um, problem with Badu is he hasn't shown me that he can hit left-handed pitching, which is a big, uh, uh, concern of mine because again like to be a starter you have to be able to hit both sides of the plate you know i mean i watched the mets all season last season and michael conforto couldn't hit a, a lefty to save his life and you know and he had a, a ridiculous he was a he was a drive killer for the mets like every right. time that he comes up and it's an important situation they can and a lefty's in like he can't hit the ball or i mean he couldn't hit any ball for for that matter but um, but again, like, I'm not going to say that, like, Heimer Candelario is going to do, like, um, anything amazing. Cabrera is still kind of, like, you know, sort of, like, on assisted living, you know, in a way, right? <laughs> like, he's, you know, kind of, like, he has to yeah. play half the time. He's not, he's, you know, he, he is less, in a way, you could argue that he is almost, like, worse for the Tigers than... Um, what's the what's the dude's name uh, for the Nets the Brooklyn Nets um, Kyler Murray you know how he was doing half the he was playing for the team half the time on the road because he wasn't vaccinated because he couldn't play in his home arena and so right. it's you know what I mean like with Miguel Cabrera it's like he's a part-time employee and he's get, getting paid you know yeah, I mean he's basically millions, millions always going to be your DH right unless yeah, he's always going to be your DH unless, you know, he might be able to play first every now and so, then. So, I mean, where, realistically, though, where do you put him? Like, in the lineup. Like, you're not going to put him clean up. Probably. But, at the same time, the a lot of teams have been experimenting with, uh, with different lineup situations or... and putting... You know, guys they put, that... They put their best hitter in the, in the three slot now. I've right. A lot as well. Right. So, because right, that makes sense, but it, so it depends. Again, like I think the pitching and the the um, uh, like 
no matter how much power you have, I mean, you can't with, I mean, whatever they add to the bullpen, you know, usually the way teams build a, a, a World Series squad is by getting, you know, your, your lineup and your starters in, and then you add rotation arms later. Well, they don't have any of the aforementioned, so where are they going to go sign? And they don't have any business signing any good bullpen arms. So, you know what I mean? It's kind of a lose-lose scenario no matter what. If last season was was sort of, I'm just going to rephrase and just kind of wrap up into this. Last mm-hmm. season is an anomaly for me because it seemed like all of their hitters were having their best season all at the same time. And when you have that, it just doesn't really... Like, and they still kind of capped out at what, like 80 wins or something like that? Like, in that is their ceiling. That last season is their ceiling, if you ask me. Because you still got Mize and Scooble on pitch counts. You're not going to have them go, not every five days. They're not going to pitch 200 innings. You know, you're not going to have that. Um, you know, you got Baez, but, like, that is kind of just putting... That's like, that's like putting a diamond engagement ring into a garbage dump you know what i mean like you're just kind of like sprucing it up you know so yeah i don't know if if you ask me last last season is the best it could get for the next couple years man i don't know if that's that's good news for the tigers fans but and and i hope they surprise me i wholly disagree but I'm not getting. But like last season, was that not was that not a good like that was a good season, right? Was was it an anomaly because you had a lot of guys probably overperforming? Yes, but do I think a lot of the reason they were overperforming is because they had probably the best manager in baseball? Also, yes, I think he can continue to get good product out of guys, and I think having two really good players come up with Torque and Green. Yeah, my thing is, I think the the Tigers can be in a place where they are a couple of good free agent signings away from being competitive to winning a division. I'm not going to say World Series competitive. They're still a ways away from that. But they can start to make a push for like a playoff spot at least soon. Anyway, uh, Brad, ask ask me your question. I'm going to ask you a question. What is the Lions' outlook for next season? We're going to do a Lions deep dive. Uh... So this very much depends on what happens with Aaron Rodgers. If Aaron Rodgers goes to another team or retires, uh, the Lions realistically can compete for the division because is Jared Goff attention? Like if Kirk Cousins leaves and Aaron Rodgers leaves and you have a Justin Fields on a team that is still trying to put pieces around him with a new head coach and a new GM, Does Jared Goff become the best QB in that division? I mean, obviously, the other teams are going to find other people, like starters and people to play. But, like, Jared Goff might be the best QB in that division, and they might have one of the better rosters, especially if this offseason goes well. Do you think that Goff is better than Cousins? I'm saying if Cousins leaves. Oh, I'm sorry. I missed that. I missed that. Yeah. No, I 100% think... That, like, God, no, I would take Cousins over Goff all the time. I would take above average over mediocre. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe average over mediocre. Come on, Goff anyway. went to a Super Bowl. Shut up. Uh, so did, 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 sh- shut up. So have a lot of, so Joe Flacco, okay? Um, 
No, I think if if Rodgers is gone and we have a good offseason, our we can we can win this division, right? If Rodgers is not gone and is still around, we're looking at I'm looking for like a 5 to 6 win improvement from this year. I want, you know, the, around the go 7 and 8 or 7 and what is it? 8 and 9 or uh yeah, I think if they go eight and nine, that would be a good year for them because that shows they made a significant improvement from year one to year two. So, all right, Brad. Finally, are is it time to worry about Tom Izzo and MSU basketball as a program? Obviously, um, this year they've been on a bit of a skid, but like, I think that they've lost like four. Is it four? five of the last no. six? Five, five of the last, last six. six. Yeah, something like that. So, no. My question is, are you yeah. worried about the program? Because this has kind of been a pattern these mm-hmm. last couple of years. And I even know some other MSU fans and people who are, you know, and not they're MS, they're not MSU slappies, right? But the, they're very critical when it's to, when it's the correct time to be critical. And they're getting a little worried about it at the program as a whole. Just because the last couple of years we've kind of seen this pattern of choking in the in the tourney or playing poorly before the tourney to potentially not make it or have to play in it's just kind of been this series of falling apart at the end and now it seems the wheels are coming off earlier are, are we worried at all about tom Izzo? and i know that sounds silly man's a very good coach but so i don't know specifically right like i and i haven't watched the last few games i'm not a basketball person um, basketball's not my strong suit. Uh, so it's, it's hard to say the issue, the issue I have, right. Is that like these players are not playing well, like it's not, you know what I mean? Like, and I, and I don't know whether that's like a coaching, you know what I mean? Coaching can only go so far. Um, but the players are not playing. Then this is just what I've heard. Players are not playing like they are like, you know this 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 recruiting class by the way was was the number 12 recruiting class in the country last season like tom Izzo has not had issues recruiting um so it's not like it's a recruiting problem right um so so i don't know i don't know um if it's time to worry and anything can happen the team that michigan state lost to last season in the um uh in the play in went all the way to the finals. I think what didn't they lose to Baylor? But they went all the way and lost to Baylor in the championship round. Like they played mm-hmm. all the way through. And they beat uh they beat Michigan to get into the final four. So that was like the whole deal, right? And yeah. L- like again, that was UCLA from a, a, a major uh conference playing into the tournament beating Michigan State in the playing game and getting all the way to the end. So it's, you know, it's not impossible for them to go far in the finals. I don't know that this team is like like incredible. They've been great. Like when I watch them play some teams and the turnover turnovers have been like an issue and these have been like constant issues for the last couple seasons so like yeah sort of i don't know that it's time to worry about izzo i don't think that izzo will ever be fired from michigan for like bad not fired no and like it, and this isn't obviously the best comparison because one's yeah. obviously had been successful for a long time right 
you just don't want him to get to a point where D'Antonio got, right? Right. And uh, like I said, Izzo has done a lot more than D'Antonio. And so, you know, he's earned the right to, you know, if he's got a down year, you give him a chance to get back up, right? You don't have to. He gets a longer leash. But you don't, you obviously have the hindsight. You don't want another Izzo situation, or sorry, another D'Antonio situation where it sets your program back, you know, several years. Uh, so, that, that, right. no, that's always wondering. And obviously, hopefully, you know, Izzo, well, as a Michigan fan, uh, I hope he continues to suck. But I don't think he will because he's Tom Izzo and he has a, uh, a knack for just being good at this whole basketball thing. <laughs> Yeah, and, like, again, like, I, I don't know. We'll see what happens. Um, I think that Michigan State has a lot of, um, like, and it depends because they play Purdue this weekend. I don't have them to win. Like, I don't think that they're going to win. Purdue's obviously a good team. Um, but Michigan State is kind of in a situation where it's, like, go time, right? Like, and losing to Michigan would be, like, the worst thing to happen. So this is kind of like they're falling apart at, this, at the wrong time. Michigan's yeah. kind of like, not on an, I wouldn't say on an upswing, but sort of where they should have been all season, maybe kind of like in the middle somewhere. Um, Michigan still has a chance to make the tournament if they can win. Um, they got to do a rest, lot, though. They well, they got to. Well, they're, they're a bubble team. That's the thing. They're a bubble team. There's a very good chance. If I had to guess, Michigan's. Michigan's playing in the play-in tournament. If I if I had to guess, yeah. if Michigan plays well, they could play in the play-in tournament, and that's kind of kind yeah. of where they're at. But um, Michigan State, I don't know. They could. They and Michigan still is. They have the Big Ten tournament coming up, so it that's depends. Really what the, they're gonna need to do well in. And right, and exactly. So like, if Michigan plays well then they get into you know then that that increases their chances if michigan state plays well then that increases their chances to you know so it's again it's it all comes down to that i think as as well and um i don't know whoever's gonna win the big 10 wins the big 10 yeah but i all i right, still bro. think i still think it's illinois if i if you had to ask me who's gonna win the big 10 tournament i say illinois fair enough um brad just real quick, because the, the, so the whole Jawan Howard situation, which yeah. I'm sure many of you have heard about it, it's been talked down, talked to death, uh, uh, the quick and dirty. You know, you can't get away with hitting someone. No, uh, what's his name? Guard. He didn't do anything wrong when he go, went up to, to Jawan to talk to him because, oh, he put his hands up. He put his hand out to be like, hey, Jawan, like, let me explain to you. You're heated. Let me talk to you. And he's done that several times before. Right. Like, in, like, I think the four other games where these two have played, in those games, some of them were bad losses. Like, the score was, like, a lot to a little. And each side was on the the winning end of it, and we won, each side was on the losing end. They've gone up and kind of handshake and talk to each other after the game. So there's a, it, it, there's a pretense there. And Juwan was upset. I get it. You were having a bad game. Emotions get the best of you. I understand. You should have just not gotten in that handshake line. You shouldn't have said something to him. And you know what? Even if that scrum kind of breaks out because you're yelling at each other and people... Nothing, but it, it was that It was that throwing your hand at a guy. Throw your arm at him. Punching, slapping action. Whatever the fuck you want to call it. 
that's where you took it too far. And you just, you can't do that. You can't hit someone and expect, and, and somehow you can't hit someone. And I can't believe there's people who think, oh, he hit someone and yet he's the victim. Like, come on now. Let's, let's, let's enough with that. Um, anyway, so with all that coming out, with all the people defending Jawan Howard, uh, it made me realize how much, uh, how annoying the Michigan fan base is because God, we're insufferable. But I wanted to ask about what, who are, what are some of the most annoying fan bases in all of sports? Cause like I have a few, like I think Ohio state and Michigan are like right up there because Ohio state's arrogant and you, yeah, they can back it up, but their program was run by urban Meyer, who is a piece of shit. And they're like pretty awful. Like I've heard some really nasty stories about people going to uh, the horseshoe in Columbus and just like getting beer bottles thrown at them. And you know, that can happen in a lot of places, but not nearly as often as it seems to happen in Ohio state. Meanwhile, there's Michigan who acts like they're as good as Ohio state with nothing to back it up and doing all these mental gymnastics to act like there's some sort of hot shit. Um, they're like one, a one B for me in terms of just like annoyingness. And that's for like, you could put it across all the sports programs for him, honestly. Um, I also think that the, so football wise, like NFL, Dallas Cowboys, bar none are the worst. So it was so, you think, you think that, that Dallas is not, is the worst? Absolutely. Hands down. Really? Philly, uh, Philly's on the list too, but Philly's like, it's kind of funny. And again, Philly doesn't act like they're the best. Philly's funny because they like tear de- tear themselves down so much that it's just like, my God, you're fucking hilarious, but man, you're also the worst. Dallas is they're so egotistical, you know. Who? How about them cowboys? You know, it's it's the it's the most annoying yeah. shit in the world. I hate Cowboys fans, and people love to watch Cowboys fans lose, and that's how I know. I'm right about this because people don't like the fucking Cowboys. So when the 49ers beat them in the playoffs, especially in the way they lost, that's why so many people were stoked about it because they hate, hate the Cowboys. They'll blame everything on everyone else except themselves when they're the ones responsible for the loss. So Cowboys way up there for me. Uh NHL, I have one team, Toronto Maple Leafs, haven't won a playoff uh, series since like 2000 and uh, 2007. You know, they haven't won a Stanley Cup since. They haven't won, wait, so here's the thing. They haven't won a playoff series. Why does Google not just give me a very. Oh, in 2004. So it's been almost 20 years since they've won just a playoff series. And you're right. They have. What, what you were going to say, they haven't won a Stanley Cup since when, Brad? I, well, I don't know. It's like 1967. Cup. You could literally just go to the Wikipedia page. Uh, yeah, I know, I know. Uh, where the fuck is it? Griff, if I find it before you. 
I don't. It's so, like uh, it's not fucking easily listed. Oh, Stanley Cup. Yeah, sixty-seven. I got. Thank it. you. Yeah. Thank you. Okay, I did not know that. That came off the top of my head. It was off no, the top of my good. head, and I and no. I and I was it's right. Was mine. A long, a long history of fucking shit up. Right? Haven't want done dick shit. In do a you long know? Time. Do you know the and last yet, time? The most arrogant. They're the most arrogant fan base in hockey. Do you know how many teams they had to play against to win the Stanley Cup in 1966? Well, like three. Six of them! There were six teams! That was before oh, yeah. the expansion! So they they have not won yeah. a Stanley Cup since the NHL had more teams than the original six! Yep. They have not. They have 11 Stanley Cups, and they, they were all pre-expansion. <laughs> that is my, that is the greatest. You could argue, you could argue that the, the Maple Leafs have been through worse than the Lions had. Because imagine, if the Lions had to face six teams, how many times did they win? They, they Well, they, they would have won. Shit, they did when, when they were in... The old, you know, old school right. NFL when there was only like 12 teams or whatever. Exactly. So NFL we want to complain about the Lions being like a tragedy. You could make a case that the Maple Leafs have like a more tragic history than the Lions do. In, in a more recent history, yeah. The only reason that they don't is just because they're a historic team. Right. Well, whereas the Lions yeah. are a historic team, but like. If the Lions had won three Super Bowls forever ago, like yeah, we'd still be frustrated now. But at least it's like, oh hey, they've won a Super Bowl. Right. But they've only they haven't won anything since the Super Bowl started. You know. Exactly. So. Which has been going on uh, for fifty some odd years now. Yeah, those those are like my biggest one. Oh, then Yankee fans, obviously. Yankee and Boston fans, like Boston Red Sox fans, are pretty. So obvious. I have a but... beef with all of Boston. Because I used to say that I was like Tom Brady. So I was not a. Here's the thing. I I don't say that I was a Patriots fan. I say that I was a Tom Brady fan. Boo, boo you! (laughs) So wherever he went, I was. I just loved Tom Brady. So um, it's just you know. But that's the thing. Like with Boston, like I had you know when I used to work um, a customer service job long ago like 2015 um there was a uh a a customer who came in who was wearing a boston bruins jersey and i saw that the name on their card was like bruin and i was like oh i get it so they were they were from michigan and old and and were a fan of the boston bruins because of the last name I, I just I anyway, um the you know Boston fans are the kind to, of people to do that, uh, you know. But my my issue with Boston is always just the arrogance. I guess like it's it's just kind of like ugh, you know. And I'm not gonna say that like all fan bases are equal. Um, my issue with Ohio State doesn't even come from like all of their fan base. It's kind of just the the nature of the brand, like um. Ohio State's, like, the fact that they went out and tried to trademark the word the pisses me off. 
that just yeah. gets that, to see, me. That's what I mean when I say they're pretentious. Like that is like Michigan the most minuscule. Are both pretentious in their own special right. ways, and I hate them both for it. So the other one that I have, and he, he, you want to know what my number one is? Hmm. Michigan. You're. Yeah, no, that's totally fair. And totally, you're, and you're a Michigan State fan, so like, well, really and it's not play. even because of that. Like, it is. Let me let me explain this to you, okay? So, covering Michigan State, when you are like covering for a team in in a, in a professional setting, your goal is to appear non-biased. Like, you don't want to come out like you have a vendetta or something like against you know like the team that you're covering you don't want to you don't want to appear like like you have some sort of favoritism towards them right michigan media is almost like always at a state of fan like culture and i think that that is sort of what grinds my gears all the time because like in a in a sense like everyone who covers michigan seems to have some sort of allegiance to the university that like nobody else has you know and i'm not going to say like i'm not going to name names and they're not all and i'm not saying that everyone's created equally this is like you know saying that like you know not like all like cops are bad or like all like you can't generically describe one group of people to this and give them the same token right i'll I'll say i'll say all cops are bad but (laughs) (laughs) well but so my my point though is like sort of that like you described it earlier right that michigan the athletic department almost faces zero criticism when it comes to it it took 21 days for Penn State to get Joe Paterno's statue off the campus. It took 21 days. Bo Schembechler, we're looking at a year of 900-something-odd allegations of sexual abuse swept under the rug. And, well, when, when, no, wait, when did the Bo story break? Wasn't that last year? Or it was, yes. I... We're, looking oh, at, so... we're almost looking at a year. This is almost okay, a year. You said nine. You said nine hundred days, and that's nine hundred some odd. I'm sorry, so nine hundred some odd victims. There. Yes. Okay. Sorry. I I wanted to make sure. So no, no. Sorry, my I misspoke. Here. I'm talking yeah, no, about no, no, two you're things. Fine. At the same you're time. fine. I just, it has been <laughs> three years now. Uh, that's not to say a year is way too fucking long. Two months yeah. was too long. I mean, so, yeah, right. Well, exactly. But Again, it it, like, years. like I mentioned, it took Penn to State be. 21 days to get the Joe Paterno statue off their campus. With Michigan, they're still out here with Bo. Bo Schembechler was a good guy. And you have media personnel or, like, broadcasters still out here like, oh, like, this is what Bo Schembechler would have done. Like, yada, yada, yada. Like, if I was a play-by-play announcer, I would never broadcast his his name on air again. I would not say his name one more time because that is, again, it is disrespectful to the 900 and some odd people. You cannot have a conspiracy of 900 people. You know what I, you know what I mean? That just does not happen. Yeah. And so, no. and like, we know that this is, this is not a, you know, fake thing, you know? 
And so it, it just kind of goes to show you, though, that, like, the University of Michigan almost holds, like, there's no accountability for them because everyone just doesn't give a shit. Yeah. You know what it, I mean? Like, really... there's no public outcry. Like, if this happened at – you, I mean, you you remember seeing it on, on when Michigan State and the Larry Nassar thing happened. Uh, Larry Nassar, sorry. Yeah. It was on ESPN, oh. like, every night. Every night, all the and time. Rightfully so. Well, I will absolutely. I'm not. No, I'm not saying that it shouldn't be. And when you get into the whole thing, like the Bo stuff, should have been on ESPN as well. But no, why would it be? It, because yeah, I mean, exactly. Michigan has a brand to protect. Exactly. You know, I used to think the blue wall of like Michigan media was <laughs> overblown, and. It, it really isn't, and I it's unfortunate. I hate Watch, that it is, li- and, and that's kind of the, the thing, too. If you, like, look at some of the Twitter profiles of some of these people who, like, claim to, like, cover a team, right? And there are right. fan sites. Don't get me wrong. Like, there are fan sites, and they are, like, you know, I happen to work at a fan site that is credentialed, so it's a little bit, like, we fan have to. Sites, there's fan blogs are a lot different than actual publications. And well, and they are, and they are, and I'll be the first one to admit that. Like, I'm not going to come out here and say that I like I resent beat reporting. That has never been something that I've wanted to do. I've never kind of claimed to be like a hockey beat reporter in any way, right. um, because I'm not. Like, right? Like, I like have like I asked like Dan Cole like one or two questions at one time, and that was like literally it, and that's the extent to it. I don't want to cover the team because that's just not in my – that's just not something that I'm interested in doing. Um, but you look at some of these guys with these Twitter profiles and they are be out here like, oh, I cover the team for like mm-hmm. so-and-so. And I'm like, yeah, but like every single like post that you have is out here like, ah, I don't know, like – it's you know you know what I mean like it looks like a meme page. It's not like it's yeah. not credible reporting. Yeah, I understand. Like you know, some I people are just working for Sports Illustrated, and I'm like, not gonna name names. That seemed to be more targeted than my other other quotes I've had in here. So I don't know. Sorry for the rant, but that's that's where uh, that would be my number one, Griff. If you could not tell. <laughs> hey, it's understandable, man. I get it. So I get it. Listen, we're annoyed. So, do you have any other? Uh, well, and everyone has the right to be a fan. There's nothing wrong with that. I want to make that clear no. as well, because you know it's important yeah. to know, right? Like, I mean, the Lions have, and I've said this a billion times. The Lions have lost for a century, and there's, yeah, you know, and I've argued you that said like that Lions fans are like the worst. I'm like, how are the worst? We suck, and we know we suck. Like, yeah, I think what defines a bad fan base is fan bases that are really arrogant. Even if they're good, they're still overly arrogant for how good they are. Or they're really arrogant when they suck. Or they're right. just fucking toxic and shit. Hello, Philly. Yeah, I um went to Philadelphia. Well, like Lions fans Sorry. are just like the worst things Lions fans do is just like you know, drink the Kool-Aid, right? Like we you know we I simp for the owner. One time I was having a conversation with a dude that was dressed in Lions gear and I was trying to make a small talk, and he was just like like I I I said that I said apparently, but he was not. He was not happy about it. I was like, What'd uh, you 
I think I, I can't remember, but it was, it was a, a few years ago. I was like, you think the Lions are finally gonna, gonna turn the page? And he's like, ah, I don't know. He's just like, was totally like, he, that was as if like, it felt like I had a personal attack on him. Like I could have shot him in like the head in the same thing. He turned the page. I feel like you said something more, more. Oh, absolutely. Probably. Like, I don't like, know. The lion's going to stop being a dumpster <laughs> fire. And he was probably like, all right, dude. Come on. I, well, because in my friend circles, that's the joke, right? Like, that's the thing. Like, I'm like, you know, when are the lions going to actually do something? Because that's how my dad would talk to me about the lions. It was always like, oh, like the lions are terrible. Like, I would never subject my son to that sort of atrocity, you know? But, but now, like, this you know. finally wins the Super Bowl. It's going to be magnificent. Well, and well, and, it, and it's just to kind of give you an idea, too, because when I was growing up, I was in a bar. And I've told this story a million times. But I was in a bar with my dad. It wasn't like a bar bar, you know. It was like up north, some, like, restaurant I bar. No, you I know. know. You know what I'm talking about. You know, I had to yeah. get 21, whatever. I was, like, six. Anyway, <laughs> um, actually, no, I was 11. I'm sorry. I was 11. And the Lions were – it was the year they went 0-16. Um, no, I was 13. Sorry, I was 13. It was the year they went 0-16. And, 16. and uh, I remember telling my dad that the Lions went undefeated in the preseason. And then he, he looks at me and he's like, then what? Go 0-16 in the regular season? And they did. So if you want to know where I get my predictability skills from, that's exactly it. I can, right. predict, I can predict a hurricane from miles away, which gets me into something uh, later, in the, uh, in, later in the show. Because I have a, a bet that you are going to be blown away by. Yeah? I do. I absolutely okay. do. You are going to be blown away by it. Swear to God. Okay. All right. Swear to God. No, that's, that's all I got for annoying fan bases. Uh, Perfect. You, so do you want to talk about so you you'll you probably know more about this than me because i don't follow soccer at all so you've heard about it though cool. right like have you yeah. you've got it you've had to yeah. have heard about oh, yeah, it yeah, yeah no this so, has been an, an ongoing issue for probably a decade if i had to guess yeah realistically i, I mean like it had, yeah, half a decade at least because the u.s women's soccer team has been thousands times better than the men's soccer team right? Like the national. And that's not to say that the men's, I don't know, actually, I, I probably know more about the women's team than the men's team based on a publicity, but also because of, um, because, uh, the, I don't follow soccer. So like, you know, why would I, right? Um, so the only exposure that I've been exposed to with the women's team is this lawsuit with, uh, the whole thing, right? And they're arguing that, the women's team should get paid based on their performance, right? Like they should be paid equity based on their, like they are producing better results than the men's team is. And right, like, I mean, you treat this just like any, you know, they're representing the United States of America, right? Like you, if you want to get all patriotic about it, fine, get all patriotic about it. But that's the, that's the deal, Right? Like, I mean, if you send our troops to war, like, we want to treat them with some respect and some, like, dignity, right? Like, you know, and not tr and treat everyone the same regardless of, you know, because they're veterans, right? Like, they're, they're out there fighting for, you know, and it's not the same thing, right? It's a sport versus the war. Like, that's, like, a whole other topic. But when it comes down to it, women are out here being, like, 
treated significantly worse than men in regards to the the sports that they play in. There was an article I can't remember. I I think Stephen A. Smith was talking about it uh, this morning, um, but he was talking about how the men and the women didn't even have access to the same weight room. If that doesn't drive you crazy, I don't know what will because it's they're they're, they're in the same they play or their their uh, practice facility is in the same area, and so like their weight rooms are close by. Like it's not like they couldn't just share the weight room. But yeah, you're right. Like they don't have access to the same like high level equipment that the men did. And again, like the women are out here. But anyway, so the story that broke this week was that the settlement was reached. I think it was like a $24 million lawsuit or something like that. Um, but there was a settlement from U U.S. soccer and the team to settle to pay them the same amount as the men. Which is real, really insane because why was there a lawsuit, right? Like if you were U.S. soccer... Why don't you just pay them the same? Like, why was there, you You know, you think about it, like, you got to get time. You got to get, like, that's time wasted. That's time. Time is money, right? You got lawyers you got to hire. That's a lot of money. Like, we, me and you both know that we don't, we yeah. can't afford a lawyer. Um, you know, this is just all this, all this, all these resources are being put into something that could be solved or could have been solved several years ago a year ago they could have been solved before the lawsuit so why did this take a lawsuit to solve i guess right. that's all that's all i'm gonna say it's ridiculous and it's unfortunate that it came to where it came to because I, I again like what and it's all for equity it's not like they're they're trying to get some sort of grievance pay or something like that like it's just to be paid the same that's all so, yeah, no, I, I, I think it's an important step, like, and let's be honest, the U.S. women's national team has done a lot more for the U.S. on a national, the national soccer stage than the men's national team has done in two decades, because that team, the men's national team has been abhorrent from what, everything I've seen, and the women's national team keeps winning. So, yeah, pay them. Don't make them play on turf. Let them play on grass. Like. Yeah, all of those things. No, but I think that this is a it's a big deal, and um, obviously very happy for those women, and you know, j well deserved to say the least. Well deserved. You know, I will say, um, and this is actually interesting. Uh, Hope Solo, who was the goaltender for uh, the U.S. women's team year, uh, years years ago. Um, yeah, she she was the one who made a big push for this. Right. Exactly. Yes. One um, of the many. She say. said that it's, uh, I think she used the word abhorrent to say. Aberrant. Abhor ab Dude, I'm just, I just, I'm learning journalism. Uh, <laughs> um, so she said that what the most frustrating part was there was no back pay for the women's team for previous players right like it's just moving forward that's all and i think that 
in, a, in and of itself is sort of frustrating. Because, again, like, this whole story is sort of frustrating. It's, like, like yeah, like, there are people who want to celebrate, like, this whole victory, whatever. And I know we're just two white guys. So take that with, you know, what it's for what it's worth. But, like, it's... Like, people want to act again. Like, you want to you wanna act like this is some big win. Like, fine. Like, it's fine. It's great. Again, but it's a, like you mentioned, Griff. It's a great uh, first step, but it's not like, it's not like the women's team was getting anything significant out of this. All they yeah. did was get equity. That's it. All they did yeah. was get equity. They didn't, nothing else. So, uh, back pay would be nice. But I, yeah, I don't know. It's I, a start. That's a start. It's a you gotta, start. You, you got to start somewhere. Like you start change somewhere. is most of the time incremental, unfortunately. So uh, we got to just keep trying to make things better. So, right. Um, all right, Brad, you said uh, you said you have a bet for us. I, I do. I'll be honest. I don't have a bet. NBA is off. <laughs> hockey, uh, the hockey over unders have not been where I like them. I got. I don't have one. my bread and butter of football, and college basketball. I, I, nothing this like I like this week really. Um, I think once we get closer to the tourney, we're going to be in a much. I'll have some better feelings. You know, I would have had probably had a better hockey pick if it weren't you know just kind of a weird week, uh, where I don't like any of the over unders and those so. Uh, let me hear what you got, and, uh, and and we'll go from there. But I'm just it, letting people know. Amazing. I'm not going to give you a bet I don't like. That, Completely that would be out of left field. So here's a big one. And I just, again, I just have a hunch, okay? Okay. This weekend, are you aware of what the event is? Um, the Honda Classic. The Honda Classic. Do you know what you know what sport that is? Honda Classic. That's on the PGA it, Tour. It, yeah, I was gonna say if it's a classic, it's either got to be it's got to be golf or something. Or yeah, 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 one. yeah. Right. It's, it's got to be an old white people sport. <laughs> yes, you are correct. It, so I got on the PGA Tour. Okay, I got. <laughs> I can feel. I can sense Do your it. judgment, Griff. I uh, listen. I like golf. All right, but... all right. I got Billy Horschel winning. I Dude, got a hunch. I, I am. I I am a decent follower of golf. Yeah, which is is already saying a lot about me as a person. Right. I don't even know who Billy Horschel is. So <laughs> okay, great. Who? Why? So, why Billy Horschel, Bradford? So it's so I actually hold on. I got one of two. Actually, he's not even on here. I wonder how much he would be. Um, so, Billy Horschel is... So, if you put it... He's plus 2,100 to win the event. All right? Starts tomorrow, 6.50 a.m. Sharp. Mm -hmm. Nobody says that. Uh, you bet a dollar, you get $21. All right? You bet $20, you get $420. So... No, that's that sounds pretty good to me. So Billy Horschel, all right, he is coming in, has not so has not won the Honda Classic before, but 
The worst that he's ever finished at the Honda Classic is tied for 23rd in four starts, okay? okay. He's never finished worse than 23rd, and he looks good. He hasn't missed the cut since the U.S. Open, and the last, his last two, his last two, he tied for 11th and tied for 6th in his last two events. So I'm telling you. Hey, man. I'm telling you. The odds uh, are return a good payout, right? You know, it's it's you can put a low wager amount in and for a high reward. Exactly. And if you lose, you don't lose that much. But it nope. seems a, do- like, hey, a you dollar gets you $21. You got twenty one extra that, dollars that work for you. Yeah. Hey, I mean, put, put a dollar in, turn it into a turn it into, a, you know, a couple couple bucks towards the grocery bill, you know, or uh, or a couple Big Macs, you know? Yeah. Uh, so a couple of maybe daddy O's. Right. <laughs> um, so, well, I was going to say that or the other one I really liked was um well, I don't know if he's he's in this even in this one. What was it? A couple weekends ago, was it the gala? That was I was trying to see if he's gonna be in it, but that would be another interesting take because I can't imagine that he's like even in the running. You know, like I can't imagine his odds are like worse than like a hundred thousand. You know, or like better than right. I should say. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like so, like if you put a dollar in, turning that into like a million dollars would be that Crazy. would be. That would be something. Because if you, yeah, if you put in a dollar on Martin Contini, you know how many dollars you get back? How many? A thousand dollars. Yeah, well. But, you know. It, it there's It's like what, betting on like a kicker to win a Super Bowl MVP. <laughs> yeah, right. That's the equivalent yeah, exactly. of the Exactly. Could do that. Yeah, exactly. Griff, you got no bets for me? Oh I got nothing, dude. There's nothing I feel good enough to put my name. Not on even, this. not even so. tennis. <laughs> Especially not tennis. Are you okay. kidding? Okay, no that's way. Bad. Pistons, dude, uh, Pistons tennis. against the Cavs. Nothing there either. Dude, I, I, I don't think I can bet a Pistons game if my life depended on it. That team is so bad, but also like sometimes they just play really well. You know, I'm looking nowhere. at one that kind of looks right. Um, the Celtics and the Nets play tomorrow. It's plus, uh, Nets are plus Celtics Nets. Yeah. I'm going to break down the Celtics and the Nets. The (laughs) Celtics are minus seven. I would take the Nets to cover the spread. That looks pretty good. I don't know. And I want to preface this by saying that I don't know shit about the NBA. Like if you asked me to, Mm -hmm. to tell you, I know you like who is leading the standings in the nba i couldn't tell you like my knowledge on the nba is based solely on information from 15 years ago so couldn't tell you i followed the nba more in fifth grade than i do now and that's okay is it though great is it hey we 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 admit our nba ignorance and that's all that matters right anyway brad uh That's all I got for the week. Is um, it kind of a, a low, a low key week? You know. How about we just stay dead air until until nine? Dead air. No, I'm good. I think we're gonna wrap it up, and I'm gonna go to bed because that's, that's. I've had a very tiring few weeks here. It's <laughs> a good idea. It's a good idea, Griff. 
So, uh, are you ready for me to wrap it up? I am ready for you to wrap it up. I've been ready. Ladies and gents, thank you so much yet again for tuning in and listening to the Show Off podcast. We appreciate your listenership. Uh, Be sure to follow us on all of our socials at Show uh, Show Off Pod and all that good stuff. Or sorry, at Take This Pod. Like an old, I had the old podcast name, Brett. Yeah, at Take This Pod. Um, yeah, check us out. Uh, enjoy, you know, not a crazy weekend of sports, but enjoy anything you do watch. We'll see you right back here next week. Uh, be kind to each other, be smart with your bets, and don't forget, as always, make your free throws. See you.